At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Hey everyone, it's Kristen. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different. My family is in the midst of moving for the third time in a little over a year and for hopefully the last time for a long while. So it felt like a good moment for both celebration and comfort. So I wanted to share a couple of recipes with you that we make at home all the time. Recipes that have not only changed the way that I cook with my family, but are also inspired by my family and will probably follow us to every home we will ever live in. I'm calling it Genius Homecoming. The first recipe, which this episode is about, started four homes and somewhere around 12 years ago. It's for my husband Mike's fried eggs that are the very first thing that we spatter every stove with and a constant in our life, even and especially when work or life gets harder. They are just as good now as they were in our fourth floor walk-up in Fort Greene, Brooklyn on the gas burner that we had to ignite with a big lighter every single time as they have been on all of the shockingly aggressive electric stoves that we've inherited since, from New York to California. These eggs morph to fill out any half-formed meal idea or jumble of leftovers to become breakfast, lunch, and most often, very late-night dinner. I have dissected what I think makes them so good and told so many friends about them that eventually they became Mike's famous fried eggs. And if I was still cooking the way I cooked with Mike when we started dating, I might never have tasted them at all. Let me explain why. The kind of cook that I used to be, and maybe some of you can relate, was the kind who liked to cook things the best possible way. I was so eager to become a better cook, so proud when I figured out a new trick, and so apparently unwilling to change course once I did, that I would get fidgety as soon as I saw the meal starting to deviate from my plan. It was usually more of an internal struggle, but in one especially low moment when we were doing a lot of BLTs, I saw that Mike had put the bacon into the pan without cutting it in half first, which, by the way, is still my favorite way to make sure that I can flip and rotate the slices of bacon so the edges don't burn before the middles are cooked. But anyway, when Mike skipped that step, I found myself pulling the already melting pieces of bacon out of the pan, slicing them in half, and putting them back in, and then realizing, whoa. I need to back off. The bacon would have been fine. Even if the edges had burnt, so what? Everything would have been fine. Mike said nothing, and I just squirmed. Luckily, I decided in that moment that I wanted to be more flexible and more curious in the kitchen, and I didn't take over the night that Mike fried the eggs. Because what I didn't realize at the time was that most of the cooking manuals that I had read up to that point in the culinary school that I went to were influenced by French cooking traditions, even if they didn't explicitly say so. And I was taught that eggs should be cooked gently and that the white should never brown. 
And even at that time, the idea of this being the only way didn't sound quite right to me, given all of the other fried eggs that I'd grown up eating. But for some reason, I internalized it anyway. And Mike was about to cook them very, very differently. And tasting them would be a revelation for me. Now, as famous as these have become to our loved ones, Mike by no means invented crispy, lacy-edged fried eggs, which are appreciated in lots of other cultures, as I talk about a bit more later in the episode. But ever since I tasted the ones that Mike made that night, I have loved learning about the differences in how his tend to come out, like little flying saucers, compared to ones gorgeously puffed and almost deep-fried in a wok, Thai style, and the effects that different moves like flipping versus basting versus nudging and folding into a Chinese pocket egg, which I learned about from our podcast boss, Coral Lee, can have. The second recipe in this Genius Homecoming series, I will just tell you right now, it is my mom's banana bread which is also my Aunt Peggy's banana bread, and now my banana bread, even though I've written about at least three other excellent banana breads for Genius Recipes on Food 52. But that is for the next homecoming episode in two weeks. Oh, and one final note. Because we recorded this episode as one of the last in our old kitchen, just before pulling out the moving boxes and the bubble wrap, the sound quality is going to be a little bit more echoey than usual. You'll get to hear what it sounds like. Lots of late nights in our kitchen with Mike and I debating and bantering, and the hiss and crackle as the eggs hit the hot oil. If you want to actually see how they're made, plus a bonus recipe that I brought to the relationship for fried toast, Mike, who also became my camera person for the last year and a half, the Vern to my Ernest, recorded a video at the same time that is over on Food52's YouTube channel, and we will link to it in the show notes. But here on this episode, you'll get the extended cut. Meet you back in our kitchen after the break. Hey, it's Kristen. If you are enjoying this very special episode, head over to the Genius Recipe Tapes and hit subscribe so you don't miss out on other recipes and stories. Like our recent conversation with Joshua David Stein about how a chicken nugget can be an act of love for both your kids and for yourself. In the second half of this episode, we get to hear Mike's locally famous fried eggs in action with color commentary from the author. Meet you back here for that. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beating cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor, distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great and clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hard-working hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. Mike doesn't think that this is a recipe, but I disagree. Or at least it is a technique, a genius technique that completely changed not only how I fry eggs, how we eat as a family, what I think is a good technique and a bad technique. It also just changed how I behave in the kitchen, especially when I'm cooking with other people, especially cooking with the person who I cook with most. Can you talk about me as an egg influencer? You've influenced me. I've been calling them Mike's Famous Fried Eggs. When we started cooking these eggs, and specifically when Mike started cooking these eggs, it was very early in our relationship. I think we were probably in our first apartment together 10 to 15 years ago. I was also just getting started in working in food. 
and I really latched on to these rules and these ideas that I heard about like, oh, you should never do this, you should always do this. So with these eggs, I thought that eggs needed to be treated very gently. I thought, this is the way that I'm going to fry eggs, I worked out my perfect method, and then I even like wrote a recipe for it. And then one day Mike fried the eggs and I saw the pan getting hotter and hotter. He might've even wandered away. The oil was starting to smoke. And I had a choice in that moment. I could have jumped in, turned the heat down, moved it off the burner, like started to do it my way, or I could just back off, say nothing and let him do it and not get in the way. And I'm so glad that I did because that is the way that we now fry eggs all the time. It's my favorite way to eat them. You get these really crispy edges, really tender whites, and the yolks, if you want them runny, you can make them runny. If you want to make them harder, you can make them harder. They also kind of go all over the place. Uh, sometimes they explode and that's okay. <laughs> With realizations like that that allowed us to achieve marriage. <laughs> It's not that I was afraid of improvising, it's that I was very limited in my improvising because I didn't think I could go outside of a certain bound. If I heard eggs never, never fry an egg or scramble an egg over high heat, never like get any browning on your egg, I thought that's what I needed to improvise within. This is probably my earliest inkling that there is absolutely not one best way to do things ever that just because you heard a rule that things should never be done this way or that way, that is probably not true because there's someone else out there doing it that way and making it really, really good. What are you We are tearing down genius recipes <laughs> from the inside out. No, this is, I, I disagree. I think that genius re the point of genius recipes is to show that there are other ways of doing things. 10 plus years into writing about genius recipes, that is what I look for another smart way to do things, not the only one smart way to do things. I'm going to be bringing this up when we argue. <laughs> How so? Man, you may seem right to yourself, <laughs> but there's a lot of ways to be right. And I think you're wrong. <laughs> yes, this is, a, this is a genius recipe for me, but I think you will all really like it too. I do want to acknowledge that since I first tasted the way that Mike fries eggs, we have seen other chefs do it with really high heat, with lots of oil, um, specifically Thai fried eggs. Um, I remember, I think I first saw it um, in a video from James Siabut, the chef at Hawker Fair, making gloriously crispy fried eggs. The ones that I have tried tended to have more oil and be in a wok, so it's a, a smaller surface area. So a lot of similarities to Mike's style, but a little bit different. Also, I found out that my grandmother fried eggs with a crispy edge and, you know, spooned lots of bacon grease over them. So, you know, clearly as Mike has pointed out, other people fry crispy eggs. Um, this is sort of just about my journey to understanding that there are all of those great ways to fry eggs and maybe yours too. The first thing to do is get your pans heating the crispy edges will happen best if the pan is pretty dang hot. I'm using cast iron because we tend to always use cast iron. It's fairly non-stick if they're well seasoned and it holds heat really, really well. You can get it super, super hot. 
and you don't need to worry about the pan not being able to take it. Occasionally we'll use a nonstick pan, but you have to be more careful with the heat because a lot of nonstick pans can't handle super high heat. Um, I'm gonna get my eggs. I'm gonna do all, get all the things that we need while these are preheating. We need neutral oil. This is safflower oil, but anything that says it's for high heat cooking is what you want. We have done it with olive oil. It'll smoke more. We've done it with like bacon grease. That's delicious. Because this is gonna spatter. It's gonna spatter on your stove. It will hopefully not spatter on your body. It's intense. This happens so fast that you really want everything that you are going to use right by you. So I've got my oil, my eggs, um, the plates that you're gonna be dropping it onto, and your ideal spatula. This is the spatula we always grab for these fried eggs because it's very, very thin. It gets under them without breaking them and very, very sturdy too. Is there anything else you love about this spatula, Mike? It gets under the eggs. It gets under the eggs. That's the most important thing. Sometimes we salt it, sometimes we don't because we forget and we just salt it after. That's fine. Do you ever salt it in the pan? No. <laughs> sometimes I do. Sometimes I remember, but usually just after. Is that a good amount of oil? They're connected. Does that ever happen to you? That happens to me sometimes. I try to not connect them because they're covered in flip. Yeah. And if you start trying to separate them while they're not solid, then you get a lot of eggs sticking to your spatula. Right. You kind of wait until the edges are, are fairly brown, right? How do you know when to flip them? It's basically whenever you think it'll hold together as you flip it. Yeah. How you do it? Boom. <laughs> All right, I think we get to eat our fried egg with us. So it's not just about the textures. It's not just about the crispy edge and the like very tender, not tough white and the runny yolk. There's something about frying it in the oil that brings out like oddly a butteriness of the egg. It's so good. The flavor too. I also developed another dish called avocado toast. No. <laughs> this is Mike's famous fried egg. This like turned up, crispy, like flying saucer kind of vibe. What do you think of this specimen? It's good. It looks right. Yeah. Because it's good now I don't have to cook them anymore. <laughs> yes, you do. In case you're wondering, Mike's famous fried eggs, famous in my heart at least, can be a meal unto themselves with just some toast and maybe a handful of salad greens on the side. And like any great fried egg, they are delicious on pasta, on rice, on pizza, on piles of vegetables, on beans, on any leftovers. But they maybe reach their highest form on a Mike's Famous Bowl. Yes, conceptually ripped off from KFC, which is just crushed little boiled potatoes, gobs of melted cheddar cheese, flaky salt, plus two famous eggs, yolk oozing down into all the nooks and crannies. 
Thank you to all of you for your support over 10 years of Genius Recipes, and especially as you have heard and seen me in so many different closets and kitchens over the last year. I hope that you'll try Eggs Mike's way, and if you haven't ever had a wildly crispy yet tender fried egg before, or if you're the quote-unquote cook in your home, the kind who takes other people's bacon out of the pan because it's not how you would do it, take it from a reformed bacon snatcher. We are getting in our own way. Because who knows what we might learn if we just step back and watch them cook. Thanks for listening. Our show is put together by Cora Lee, Amy Schuster, and Emily Hanhan. Let me know what you think of this recipe. Do you have a way to cook eggs that you feel passionately about? I would always love to hear from you at geniusatfood52.com. And if you like the Genius Recipe Tapes and the Food 52 Podcast Network, the very best thing you can do to support us is to take a moment to leave us a rating or review or send this episode to someone who you love cooking with and whose bacon you will never tamper with again. Stay tuned for the next special homecoming episode in two weeks. 